0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen, and today we are going to talk about now that the the, the major part of the free agency is over with, uh, the draft is now over with, we got our... um, UDFA's on on par. We kind of got an idea of what our team looks like for this upcoming season, and we are going to break down the roster, position by position. Look at each player on there, and see if it's a solid position, a great a strength, a position of strength, or if it's a position that still needs a lot of work. Right, and there are all three of those throughout this team. So we're going to get into that. In just one moment, but before we do, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info Including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today! So head over to the website and use your mobile device to join. And be sure to use our promo code Believe—that's B-L-E-A-V—to receive your 50% on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. The Indianapolis Colts roster. We are going to start off with the special teams. Okay, guys? Special teams has been a strength for the Indianapolis Colts for years. And I'm going to say I don't think there's much of a difference here. Uh, Obviously, Rigoberto Sanchez is coming back, right? Awesome. Uh, He's going to be our punter. He's solid before he had his injury last year. Can't wait to have him here. Uh, we have Matt Gay. We just signed to a monster, monster deal. Plus, we have another kicker just to give him competition. Uh, Lucas Hab- Habrissik. I assume that's how you pronounce his last name. Matt Gay's got the job, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, as much money as we've paid him, uh, he's definitely the guy. Obviously, our long snapper is still Luke Rhodes. Um, Uh, Kickoff specialist will still be Matt Gay. So, you know, nice to know that Rigoberto don't have to do the kicking off. Uh, Punt returns is Isaiah McKenzie and our third round draft pick, Josh Downs. That'll be interesting to check out during training camp this season. And then our kick returners, obviously Dallas Flowers showed a lot of spark last year. And Isaiah Rogers Sr. has speed galore, and then Isaiah McKenzie is also there just to round out that group. That way we can kind of figure out who's the best at doing kick returns. I'm going to give the special teams unit uh, a solid A-. minus. There are no, like, oh, my goodness superstars on this team, but they're all so stinking solid all the way around. Now, obviously, our returners, there's going to be a little bit of question marks about that. But, you know, when it comes to kicking and punting and our coverage units uh, have always been absolutely solid, uh, A minus, I think is a, a perfect solid spot for that unit. Now, let's get to the defense. We're going to, yeah, that's right. We're going to start defense. We're going to start from the back end, work our way up to the front. And at Nickelback, we have Kenny Moore. He's back, obviously, and Tony Brown backing him up. We also have undrafted free agent Cole Coleman. That's an interesting name. Uh, Cole Coleman. That's right. So we got three guys. I don't know if you guys seen uh, the interview from Kenny Moore, but he seemed like he's upbeat, ready to go. Uh, Even with, you know, still being under Gus Bradley's scheme, everybody thought that, you know, He didn't like Gus Bradley's scheme is why he wasn't didn't want to be here. That had, I don't think that had anything to do with it really. Uh, But obviously Kenny's going to be our nickel. Now let's go look at the cornerbacks. This situation. (sighs) Isaiah Rogers is our starting corner at right cornerback right behind him is Darius rush. And then Daryl Baker jr. And. At left cornerback, our rookie second-round pick Juju Brents is the starter. Dallas Flowers backing him up. Then our seventh-round pick Jalen Jones, and then Kevin Tolliver the second. Um, guys, this is a situation where I feel like there's got to be a lot of learning going on really fast uh, because. First off, I kind of expect the Colts secondary to be more in a man coverage than they are in a, you know, zone coverage because that's easier for guys to learn, all right, especially young guys. And we have so many young rookies that's going to be playing at cornerback this year or just young guys in general, whether they were rookies this year or last year, that, you know, man, playing man is way easier to learn coming right out of college because that's what college plays, right? They don't play a lot of, uh, you know, the other the other version. So this is a situation where I feel like we're leaning really heavily on the young guys, minus obviously Kenny Moore and Isaiah Rogers, senior. And it's 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 a little bit worrisome. I got this group sitting at a C right now maybe C-minus, right around that general vicinity. Now, obviously, that's because of youth, all right? And they just, they they don't have any experience in the NFL yet. And a lot of these guys, like Juju Brents, is kind of a, a big-time, you know, he's either going to uh, be hugely successful or he's going to bust out, right? I, I, I've said this at the beginning of the year when he was drafted, I think Juju is more boom or bust than Anthony Richardson, okay? He's either going to be a hugely successful or he's not going to be playing in the NFL in four years. So hopefully the prior happens. But that's what the Colts went for is athleticism, length, all that neat stuff. And I think that that's what we're looking at. Going to the safety position, obviously we lost some guys, including my guy Rodney McLeod, who went to the Browns, but we still have Julian Blackman, Nick Cross, Henry Black, and Marcel Dabo at strong safety. At free safety, we got Rodney Thomas, the second, who had a nice season last year as a rookie. Then Daniel Scott, the fifth round pick uh, for this year. Trevor Denbo, who is really more of a special teams guy, and then Aaron Maddox who uh, is an undrafted free agent this year. Again, youth, athleticism, but I still feel like we got a lot of playmakers at the safety position. I think our safety position with Nick Cross, Rodney Thomas, Julian Blackman, that, that right there is a B, right there in my opinion, I feel like that is a solid B unit, maybe B minus, but still a good young unit that could grow into their own. Uh, they're going to be relied upon. I think heavily this year with the youth and inexperience of the cornerbacks, um, that's going to be in front of them with this Gus Bradley system. I think Gus and the defense is going to be relying heavily on these guys at the safety position, uh, for cleanup, basically, you know, make sure nothing gets over the top while they're playing a lot of man-to-man coverage. Let's get get a look at the linebackers. At the Will linebacker position, we have Zaire Franklin. That's right. He's coming back with Cameron McGrone and Sagan Alubi. Uh, and then at the mic, we have Darius Shaquille Leonard, Grant Stewart, and undrafted free agent Liam Anderson. And then, of course, at Sam, EJ Speed, who just signed that nice deal. JoJo Doman, who's more of a special teams guy. And then undrafted free agent Donovan Mooton. Now, looking at the starters, I'm okay here. Zaire, solid tackler, had a great season last year uh, playing you know, where he was playing last year, Sha- Shaquille Leonard coming back from injury, I have no worry about this. He's had the entire – he's had a lot of the the, the, the season last year after the, he had his surgery. Then the offseason, he's got more time this year to come back and rehabilitate from that injury than what he did last year. I think they kind of tried to rush him back. It was a little too quick, and that's why ended up hurting him long-term this time. I think he's got plenty of time to get back on track, be fully healthy to be able to come in and hit the ground running, so to speak. EJ Speed, that's going to be a huge, huge deal right here. It's going to be a lot about now. Obviously, we play a lot of nickel. So you're not going to see EJ Speed on the field a lot, except maybe when, you know, we're playing base, when you're seeing a lot of uh, just two wide receiver sets on the field, which isn't a lot during the NFL seasons. Um, or he could come in and spell Shaquille or Zaire from time to time at their own positions. Now, would EJ Speed be spe- spelling uh, Shaquille Leonard at the mic? I doubt it. I think Zaire would probably move to the mic, and then EJ would drop to the will. Uh, that's I, I feel like that's how it would happen if Shaquille needed a breather. But still, I think the starters on this is a is a good B plus just because of what we saw last year from Zaire, and then obviously the absolute turnover-making ability that a healthy Shaquille Leonard brings to this defense. Now let's look at the defensive line. We're going to take a look at the pass rushers first, those defensive ends. At the left defensive end, we got quitty Pay, and then returning behind him is Tyquan Lewis, Khaled Kareem, and Rashad Berry. At the right defensive end, we got Samson Ibukam, Dio Odang, Odangbo. Odangbo, my bad, and I, I keep messing that name up even to this day. Uh, and then Titus Leo, uh, sixth round pick. That is worrisome. Okay, look, I like quitty Pay as much as anybody. Okay, but. And I'm thinking he's going to really come out and and perform his job very well. I thought he performed pretty good last year. I think Taekwon Lewis and Quiddie Pay are probably pretty equal in their abilities on the field. So when Taekwon comes in to relieve Quiddie, I don't think you see much of a drop-off, if any at all, at the production at left defensive end. Now, right defensive end, Samson Ibukombe, He's gonna be asked to play more snaps than what he was used to playing in San Francisco. Okay. And that's gonna be interesting. And there's no guy on the right defensive end that is your classic Leo uh pass rusher for the Gus Bradley scheme. Samson's not that long, skinny, fast guy. Neither's Dio O'Dangbo, right? Neither of these guys are the you know, dip the edge get your shoulder, get use your speed, get around the edge, get to the quarterback kind of guy, which is what a Leo is for. uh they're more, you know power, use your athleticism to and and, and unrelenting uh menacing abilities to try to get past uh your left tackle. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I feel like that our ends right now, They are not, oh, my goodness, but I don't feel like they're terrible either, okay? I feel like our pass rush ends are adequate. I give them a C plus to a B minus in that general vicinity. Uh, I'd still love to have that that dude, right? Could Dio or Quiddy or Taekwon or Samson grow into that? Maybe. They haven't shown it yet you know you've seen some flashes from dio you saw some flashes from quitty occasionally and obviously taekwon when healthy has shown flashes as well but it's not been a game in game out basis and that's what worries them for me uh so i, I can't give them a, a solid b uh, so I, i'll give them a b minus c plus somewhere in that vicinity uh for the pass rush now the the interior of the defensive line, that's 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 where the Colts shine. You got at nose tackle, Grover Stewart, Tavon Bryan, Eric Johnson, Caleb Sanson, the undrafted free agent. And then at defensive tackle, you got DeForest Buckner, and then you got uh I still can't pronounce his name. I, I had it uh I'll, when it was drafted, and I still ain't figured it out. Uh I'm not gonna even try to mess with it. AA. We're going to call him AA. All right. Uh, Who was an an absolute freak, right? When it comes to uh, his RAS score and what he accomplished at the combine, our fourth round pick. Uh, Telvin Ajim, Ajim, I assume. And then Jamal Woods, the uh, undrafted free agent. Look, our starters are solid. We know that. That's where all of the pressure comes from on this defense, okay? It's where they stop the run. It's where they create havoc. It's where they create the double teams. uh, It's where they create pressure to push the quarterback out of the pocket so the ends and linebackers can get in there and get to the quarterback. They're the reason why the Colts were a top 10 sack unit last year on defense, okay? And I expect that to continue. I expect that still. People want to say, well, we don't have a really good pass rush, so our defense ain't that good. The middle, I would rather have great push in the middle than great push on the edge, because a great push on the edge, the quarterback can just step up into the pocket and avoid it. You got great pass rush up the middle, and you force that quarterback out of the pocket, or, you know, the ends are able to keep contained and the quarterback has nowhere to go, that's where you get a lot of cleanup sacks. And that's what the kind of stuff we had last year. And it allowed us to have a top 10 sack unit last year. So I'm going to give our interior defensive line an A. Not an A plus, not an A minus, an A. Can't ask for more than this. As an overall defensive line with the rotation that they have, I'm going to give them an uh a minus b plus okay i don't think they're the best in the nfl but i, I feel like th- this could be a top five overall defensive line in the league now let's move on ladies and gentlemen let's move on let's go to the offense This is where a lot of you actually want to talk about some some stuff And we're going to get to the wide receivers right off the bat, okay? We got our left wide receiver at Alec Pierce, Mike Strawn, uh, Vincent Smith, and Jawan Winfrey. Mike Strawn, that's right. Mike Strawn is number two at the left wide receiver on the depth chart for this roster for the Indianapolis Colts. That should give a little bit of interest to a lot of you Strawn fanatics out there. At right wide receiver, obviously, Michael Pittman Jr., Ashton Doolin, Malik Turner, and an undrafted free agent, Cody Case. Uh, At the slot is the guy that we signed from Buffalo, Isaiah McKenzie. And then behind him, yes, behind him, is our third round pick, Josh Downs. I'll explain that in a moment. Then Ethan Fernay and Xavier Scott. Now, Ethan Fernay is a special teamer, fanatically good special teamer as as, as well. From what I saw last year in, in uh, training camp, loved everything I saw from him. Now, getting back to the Josh Downs, Isaiah McKenzie, why is Downs behind McKenzie? Well, McK- McKenzie's a veteran. He knows the NFL. He knows how to get down the field. He knows he's basically Josh Downs with experience. Now, he's a little older, he's a little slower, you know, than what he once was, but that's what Isaiah McKenzie was at Buffalo. So, you're going to want that experience early on. Now, could Josh Downs end up replacing McKenzie later on? Absolutely. freaking uh, Later on in the season, as he starts to get uh, a little bit more acquainted with the NFL and dealing with better corners that the NFL has at the NFL level rather than the college level. Um... Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Ashton Doolin behind him. I, I like that setup. Alec Pierce, Mike Strong, love that setup as well. A lot of you want to argue that we do not have that overall number one wide receiver, that our number one wide receiver would be a number two on the majority of other teams. Well, I might agree with you here, except I would rather have three or four number two wide receivers on a team then a number one wide receiver and then a bunch of number three and fours, right? Because if you got a whole crap ton of number two wide receivers, defense don't know where you're going. Now, last year, defense knew exactly where the heck Philip River, or sorry, Matt Ryan was going because he was throwing to freaking Michael Pittman Jr. even when he was triple covered. All right. Didn't matter. He was throwing to him. Defense knew where he was going. And this is a situation now where the quarterbacks on our team, at least the two that I feel like have the best chance to start, they're not going to be focusing in on one guy, I don't believe. And it's going to make it more difficult for defenses to hone in on one guy. There's going to be a lot of one on ones. We'll get into that and more in a moment. Let's talk about the tight end. Oh, wait. Look. So, at wide receiver, I'm going to give the wide receivers a solid B. Okay. Mainly because we do not have a superstar broken out wide receiver, but it's a solid B all the way across. And I'm okay with a B unit at wide receiver when you have better than that in a lot of other places, which we're going to get into right now. The tight end position. Oh, my goodness. I feel like this is the best position we have on the whole team, okay, depth-wise. Jelani Woods is our number one tied in. Mo Alley-Cox right behind him. Kylan Granson. Will Mallory. Oh, we have another guy, too, right? We have another guy, too. and I I, I don't want to forget about him, but for some reason, he's not on my list here. I don't know why. Why is he not on my list? He should be. He wasn't cut. Come on, guys. We. Have, oh, that's because I haven't expanded this all the way. There's a few guys I've, I, I've left off also. Um, but anyhow, Andrew Ogletree, Pharaoh Brown is there as well. All right. The guy that intrigues, there's two people on here that intrigued me a lot at the tight end. We got obviously everyone likes Jelani Woods. They expect a lot from him in year two. I feel like Kylan Granson is our best overall all around tight end that we saw last year. I thought he was our best blocker last year. I thought he was our best receiving tight end when it comes to catch and run. His catch percentage was the best. Um, and and he done a lot with the ball. He just got injured, and that was a problem. Uh, I feel like Andrew Ogletree has a chance to really shine this year if he can stay healthy and stay on the field. He got injured during training camp last year. Really hurt him long-term, but hopefully he can really hit it out of the park this year. Will Mallory. I want you guys to think about, okay, fifth-round pick, Will Mallory. This dude has a chance to push Kylan Granson. There's no other guy on this team that can push Kylan Granson because they're not that style of receiver, right? Jelani Woods is that big dude, just like Mo'Ally Cox and Andrew Ogletree, right? Kylan Granson and Will Mallory are your vertical threats on this team. They are your speed guys with great hands, okay? So that's that's a reason why I feel like this is a situation where those two will be competing against each other, hopefully making each other better with a little bit of friendly competition. I'm going to give this one a solid A. I love the youth and the depth and the talent of the tight end position. I know they're not proven yet. I just love the potential that's there, okay? Because there's so many darts with youth and talent that a couple of these guys have really got a hit this year. That's how I feel about it, okay? I may be a little biased, but I love the tight end group. All right, let's look at our tackles. Left tackle, Bernard Ryman, Blake Freeland, our fourth-round pick, Carter O'Donnell, and undrafted free agent, Matthew Vanderslice. Blake Freeman, Freeland, I don't think, is ready for the NFL. He is a long, long-armed guy who has problems with power, But at left tackle, most of the time at left tackle, you're going to be dealing with a lot of speed edge rushers. So I understand why they've got him. Bernard Ryman is a solid at the end of the year. I I, I really liked how Bernard Ryman was playing. I don't know if he's going to be the top dog, but at least they they went out and got someone to really fight with him. Uh, At right tackle, we got Braden Smith, Jordan Murray, and Jake Witt, the seventh round pick. Jake is another one of those guys um young guys who has a lot to learn he is incredibly raw but he's got all the tools physically he's just good in my opinion Jake is one of those guys that is going to be uh is, it might take him a couple years to get into it all right uh left guard obviously our our star of the unit Quentin Nelson who had a little bit of an off season but he had an off season last year, but he didn't play bad, right? You guys, a lot of you want to say that he played bad. He played bad for him, but not as an average NFL uh, guard. He still played incredibly well overall, stat wise, and what he did out there. He just had an off season last year with you know what was going on around him on the units. Uh, Arlington Hambright and Harris Lachance undrafted free agent is backing him up Uh, at center. We got Ryan Kelly who again, another guy who had an off season and, but again, a lot of stuff going on around him with, you know, the issues we had at right guard last year and backing him up, Wesley French and then Dakota Shepley Um, at right guard. This is where it worries me a little bit. We got Will Fries, Danny Pinter and Emil Aikior, Uh undrafted free agent. Will Fries played better at the end of the last year, but still not good, okay? He was still getting powered, he was still having issues uh with stunts and delayed blitzes. Uh Danny Pinter looked worse than Will Fries did at that guard position, okay? I wish we could have went out and got somebody in the draft to fill this specific spot. We didn't. We just grabbed somebody, uh, undrafted free agent. Maybe. Maybe uh, we we can do something there, but uh, we'll see. I know that the undrafted free agent, a lot of people has a lot of high hopes for him. We'll see what happens there. I still feel like this is the weakest spot on the team at the right guard position and overall offensive line. uh I'm going to give it a B minus. Yes. You heard me right. I'm giving the Colts offensive line a B minus grade. I still think Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson uh, are still solid pro bowl, all pro type caliber players. They just, you know, just Quentin had it off season. I think Ryan Kelly's got a little bit to prove to come back and show that he can get back to his form. And um, Ryman has to put a whole season together. And right now we need somebody to step up at right guard, whether it's Will Fries or whoever it is, and play a good, solid year of football, especially considering who we got behind this offensive line, which is where we're going to get to now. Let's go to the running back position. Obviously. Maybe the best running back in football. Guaranteed top five. Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss came in while Jonathan was hurt with that ankle injury. Played pretty good. Same with Deion Jackson. Uh, we have a fifth round pick. Evan Hall had a pleasure of speaking with him. I think that he brings a little bit of something something to this. Uh, Darius Hagen's undrafted free agent, and Jake Funk. This is a damn good running back core. Damn good. They get an A. It's not an A plus. It's an A. If it was an A plus, we would have two really like the one hit, one, two hit combos that were just stupid good. Uh, We have Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss isn't stupid good, okay? Deion Jackson isn't stupid good. Both those guys are adequate running backs. I like what they bring to the team, but they're not like what the Browns had for years, right? That's that's what I'm looking at, that one-two hit. Jonathan Taylor's an A-plus running back. I'm not going to state that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give up on that. But I, if there's any group that I feel like can compete with the depth of the tied-in group, it is this running back group. Uh, final position, quarterback, our starter, Gardner Minshew. I know you guys are going to argue with me, but I'm telling you, as of right now, until we see who his backup, Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall pick of the draft, can, you know, where he's at when it comes to reading the, the field, reading pre-snap, um, you know, a bunch of other stuff that's going on. Right now, Gardner Minshew is the only guy on this team that has went out and proven that he can win NFL games, okay? And then Sam Ellinger is the backup of the backup, which I am perfectly fine with having Sam Ellinger there as backup with backup. I thought he'd made uh, incredible progress, uh, huge leaps and bounds in his uh, progression last year as opposed to his rookie year. Um, I'm glad they kept him on the team. He's a young guy. I think he'll do well. We just got to see what we're going to get from Anthony Richardson this training camp, okay? If he can't read an NFL defense pre-snap, figure out where the blitzes are coming, what the coverages is, is, stuff like that, he's not going to start. He just isn't, right? Because even if you – yes, you want to play a quarter – you want to play the young man. You want to get him experience, but you don't want to put him in a position where he's going to end up getting hurt or lose you games, Right right now, Gardner Minshew, as I say, I feel like is the starter. I think Anthony Richardson gets a lot of playing time every game, probably you know anywhere between four and eight snaps starting off. If he shows that he's got good pre-snap reads and things of that nature uh, and, and is better than what we expect during training camp and preseason, Anthony Richardson could legitimately take over that starting position if he can show he can do it right now, I think the quarterback position is a B minus or C plus due to the raw and inexperiencedness of Anthony Richardson. Right now, our best chance to win games is with Gardner Minshew. And let's face it. Gardner Minshew is not a top 10 quarterback. Love him. think he's a great quarterback. I think he's starter caliber. I just think he's b- Bottom bottom 12 starting quarterback. I think he's better than some of the other starting quarterbacks in the NFL, though. So that's my breakdown overall of this Colts depth chart. Let me know. Do you agree with what I got? I'm sure you don't agree with everything. Let me know where you disagree in the comment section. Don't forget to hit share, like this, and check out other stuff from Believe, right? Brought to you buy bet online and as usual i want you to have a good one go colts do you believe thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube